The podcast you're about to hear is a unique live investigation of a TV show. It contains some jokes which some listeners may find disturbing. I also have no way of predicting what Paul might do in the next 60 minutes. Hello, and yes, it's that time of year again. Paul buys a pint. No, I mean it's a supernatural spectacular for Halloween. We're digging up BBC's Ghost Watch from 1992. My name's Colin, and I've taken Valium. That one does not surprise me one bit, Colin, to be honest. And my name's Paul, and through God, I've been given the task to help spirits that have lost their way. There goes another one. Yeah, drown that spirit. He's very well drowned, don't you worry. TVDB says, for Halloween 1992, the BBC decides to broadcast an investigation into the supernatural. Hosted by TV chat show legend Michael Parkinson, Perky, assisted by Mike Smith, Sarah Green and Craig Charles, and a camera crew attempt to discover the truth behind the most haunted house in Britain. This groundbreaking live television experiment does not go as planned, however. Which pretty much covers the list of on-screen credits, too. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of background people, isn't there? Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the show was directed by Leslie Manning and written by Stephen Volk. So we should explain that the uh, setup is done like it's a real live TV show. And that people can phone in and report any strange occurrences or odd happenings as they're watching. That's right. And the, the people presenting it, for people that aren't from the UK... These are very well-known British TV personalities. Michael Parkinson, Sarah Green. Specifically presenters, not actors. Exactly, yeah. Although Craig Charles is kind of an actor, isn't he? I think, I think he's been described as that, yes. <laughs> I think I'd say probably how he describes himself. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The number they give for a phone-in is 081 which was also the number for going live. Was it really? At the time, yeah. Although the number I can't forget is 01818055, which was the one for Swap Shop and Saturday Superstar. Yeah, I know that one as well. Strange I remember yeah. that number. Well, they used, they used to have it, I suppose, particularly on Swap Shop. I was used to be on the bottom of his table, didn't they, of his desk, so that you could see Yes. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used, to, they used to rhyme it all the time, didn't yeah. they? It felt, felt like a little rhyme. Yeah. yeah. You ever try and call any of those? No, never. Did you? I think I tried to call Swap Shop. Once. What were you swapping? Oh, I can't remember. It was probably some Action Man stuff right. or something like that. Because the idea was yeah. that was you'd it... phone in and you would offer something and then you would take something else from somebody and I assume the BBC then shipped it to you. Yeah, they, the BBC acted as a kind of a broker, didn't yeah. they, really? Uh, e <laughs> they took commission. eBay. Early eBay. <laughs> yeah, well, why would we make commission? There's no money. Here's your Action Man. There's an arm missing. Yeah, commission. <laughs> you got a little man in a room at the BBC building his own action man from parts <laughs> that he's been taking. But random parts, <laughs> not from action Random men. parts. But he was waiting for the one with the beard. Do you remember the one with the beard? I do, yeah. 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 He was a real man. Because he had a beard? Because he had a beard. And they had, what, flocked her? He did, yeah. And he had a beret, didn't he? There was one with a beret, yeah. That's mm -hmm. a different action man. Mm -hmm. So we should point out that... <sighs> Even though Ghostwatch was aired under the Screen One drama banner, because of its documentary style, many viewers somehow 
believed the events were real, which caused controversy after the show's airing. It, it did. This was um, the first TV show to be entered into the British Medical Journal as having caused post-traumatic stress disorder in children. Really? What were children watching it for, though? I mean, yeah. where's the parental control? Oh, look at you, you fuddy-duddy. <laughs> did, did you watch this at the time when it came out? I, I'm not entirely sure if I did or not. I can't remember. I did. I watched it with my mum because mm-hmm. we're both big horror people, you know. And um, I remember, even though I knew it wasn't real, desperately trying to convince my mum that it was and she wasn't having any of it. Oh, so she didn't believe it was real. She didn't believe it was real. She went, it's not real. I've seen that woman playing the doctor on EastEnders. And I'm like, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. It's real. Look, uh... pa- Parky's freaking out. Look, <laughs> she's mm. like, shut up. Be like what you talk to me like now, you know. Apparently the BBC had a lot of calls from frightened viewers and the newspapers went after the BBC saying they'd lost the trust in anti-Beeb and all this stuff. But of course, newspapers do whatever they can to kick the boot into the BBC. Still do today. They do, and I'm not being funny. If if this made people lose trust in the BBC, they've got a <laughs> yeah. whole shitload of trouble coming down the pipe, haven't they? <laughs> this is the days when this was the biggest problem. <laughs> Just it think was. about that it for really a second. <laughs> that a TV show... <laughs> accidentally made people think it was real and that was your <laughs> oh those those heady days yeah uh, do, do you remember the screen one drama logo and all that? i don't remember what that weird rock that splits open yeah 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 it kind of rung a bell when i was watching it yeah right, there was a anthology drama series like there were 60 90 minute episodes in which pretty much every british actor appeared in and at least one episode marina certis was in in 1990 Oh, really? Hmm. It's um, during TNG, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, right, okay. I'll have to dig that one out. Yeah. Don't look at me like that. I, I should point out that uh, both of us have the recently released and excellent Blu-ray edition. Have you looked at the script that comes with it? I, I had a brief glance through. It is beautiful, though, isn't it? It's a gorgeous set. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. material in, in the script that's not in the finished show. And the script mm-hmm. is a copy of Leslie Manning's script, so it has her annotations, alterations, mm-hmm. and visual sketches in it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lovely piece. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of boggles the mind that, that they went to all this trouble for this, doesn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. I mean, if, even if you don't like the program, I would advise anybody interested in TV and film production to grab a copy because it's educational and interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. BBC's never shown this since its first airing. Yeah, there's all different rumours. There's, there's, there's rumours that, that they banned it themselves, but, but that's never been proven. Um, I think they just thought, let's keep the mystery alive. Let's just never show it again. Really? Like, like there's some kind a, of that stigma bit, to it. No, no that, that sounds a bit... Why do you think they've never shown it again? I don't really know. I wondered if some of the people weren't happy, but I know, like, I know Mike Smith, he... I mean, Max Smith has passed away now. He passed away in 2014. But mm-hmm. he he refused to let the BBC show his Top of the Pops. Because apparently, you know how they're reshowing all the Top of the Pops episodes on BBC mm-hmm. 4, is it? And yeah. It's on iPlayer yeah. as well. The presenters have to sign off on it. And if the presenter doesn't sign off, it can't be shown. And he didn't sign off on his. And then after he passed away, the BBC are honouring that decision and are not showing them. 
Oh, that's why you never see him. I never thought about the fact that he doesn't turn up. I mean, there's lots of other Radio One DJs <laughs> yeah. that don't turn up on on it on the reruns, but you know, yeah. never never noticed that Mike Smith didn't appear. But then again, Mike Smith was always kind of a how can I put this nicely? Now be careful, don't speak ill of the dad. I'm trying not to. He was kind of just there, wasn't he? Oh, you don't think he's good at his job? He was good at his job. I, I'm not he's saying he's not too. good at like, no. I don't understand why. I don't think he would be a reason for not showing this because he's good in this. No, what I'm saying, that, that, I'm not saying that's what the reason is. I'm saying that's probably why I didn't notice that they hadn't shown him in any of them. Hmm. Because he's kind of a bit oh, yeah. dull. Okay, all right. You know, I mean, compared to some of the others that were flamboyant. There's not so. really much you can do in Top of the Pops. Did you know that most of the time the stuff in Top of the Pops wasn't written? They were just told, you've got 30 seconds, fill it. I can imagine that. Yeah, I'm sure that popped up in one of those documentaries that, that we've watched, that we both watched about, doc, about Doctor Who. No, about <laughs> Top of the Pops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going off, going off topic a bit, but I, I remember I was watching an old Top of the Pops and there it was one where Will Smith was on it and they were like, Will Smith soon to be seen in the new Batman movie. It's <laughs> like, well, what alternative reality was that? <laughs> Gladly not one that I live in, Colin, Who? as you well know. But but who was that Will Smith? People going, you know, you need to say that Will Smith is going to be in the next Batman movie so they could like do a deal or something. Probably. That's how it works, isn't it? Half the yeah, time. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that um, there's lots of things that didn't appear in this. Stephen Volk, the writer, he wanted to have a, a high-pitched tone to the show that would uh, agitate viewers' pets. It, just the that pets. That is genius. <laughs> But they couldn't make it work technically, apparently, with, with with the systems that they had at the time. I got a feeling that's also not allowed, like because mm. you know, like subliminal messaging is illegal. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There is a line in the in 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 the episode, isn't there? in 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 the movie where they talk about they've had reports that people's pets have been freaking out during the broadcast. Right. Right. That yeah. would that would be genius. I like that. Actress Gillian Barron who played, I think she plays the Doctor in it. Dr. Pascoe? Might be. Um, she got a voicemail from her best friend, Judy Dench, on the night of the transmission, chastising her for ruining uh, the illusion of the show because she recognised her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we're gonna have to, well, I, I assume at some point we're going to have to talk about the difference between the actors and the presenters. And there is a difference, and weirdly, it's not the kind of difference you think would you'd get, is there? Well, I could, well, well, when we get to it, at mm -hmm. some point, maybe our opinions will differ. Oh, okay. Oh, that would be surprising, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, would it? I don't well, know. Well, I don't know. We, we've, we, we've actually agreed on a lot of things lately on the podcast. I know. I know. It's making you feel better yourself and me worrying. I can see you getting getting more sick as, as uh, yeah. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you uh, read what happened if you actually rang that helpline wasn't it just engaged a lot no apparently a voice just came on and told you that this is not real oh that gives the game away a bit it does a bit doesn't it <laughs> i would have, i would have preferred if we're going you know put put some just said oh we've had a lot of calls at the moment we'll be placing you on hold yeah and then just just played some really eerie music but then i suppose there'd be even worse problems later wouldn't there and there yeah. were some serious problems after this. Yes, apparently. 
there, there, you can see that the influence of this in, in lots of things, particularly Blur Witch, I suppose, which came down down the line a little bit later in that decade. Yeah, and uh, Wreck. Yeah, all those kind of found footage, reality-based horrors that, that I'm so tired of now. Are you? Are yeah. you? Really sick of them now. I watched one the other night. Um, it was about. Uh, it was shot. It was. It was okay, but it, but again, it, they always suffer. The, the those kind of ones always suffer from like you. You just think to yourself, put the damn camera down and get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a. It was all done on the internet during COVID, and it was. It was okay. There was a sequel of sorts planned in the early twenty tens that dealt with the aftermath of the story, but it was ditched because of the panic that they originally created. They didn't want to go through all that again. I don't think it would have worked as well a second time. No, it's a one-time thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. One yeah. and done. Yeah. Yep. Now, this is where I'm going to, you're going to roll your eyes at me, but Stephen Volt was heavily inspired, and you can see it by the real-life Enfield Poltergeist case from the late 1970s, which is still one of the most unsolved haunting cases in the UK. Oh, I could solve it. Weren't real. <laughs> you're, you're not a believer, are you, Colin? There's nothing to believe in. I was very bleak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't talking about ghosts. I was just talking about life, generally. Oh, no, you were. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, It's all gone, pal. It's all gone. There's just nothing to believe in. Cheers. <laughs> Literally. Now, the, 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 if you know about the Enfield of Haunting, which there have been many um, TV shows and, and movies, particularly The Conjuring 2 nicked the whole thing and, and tried to make out that that was a big part of it. Um, if you know about that case, it is a lot of the stuff with the family is pretty much ripped right from that. Right. You know, and all the, all the you know, the, the, the bed, the people floating from the beds and things flying around the room and all of that with the kids and that. It's straight from that. Mm. It was nominated for a BAFTA, this. For, do you know the category? I don't know the category because it was subsequently withdrawn because of all the criticism that the show got. So they nominated it and then they took it away from them. See, I, I don't get that because even if there's controversy about something, in some ways that means it was good. It did its job. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Although the makers, they, they were always categorically stating that they never meant it to fool people, but I don't believe that. No, I don't believe that at all. No. Because no. 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 if you tuned in, and missed the, the the logo at the beginning, and that one credit that says written by, you're not going to know. Which right? they, did, they didn't want, which wasn't on until, that it didn't have a written by credit until 24 hours before it was heard, and an executive said, we need to put a written by credit on so that people know that it's got an actual story that's written by somebody. So someone panicked? Yes, someone panicked. Right. Okay, that makes a lot so of sense. So it didn't even have that, so they knew what they were mm -hmm. doing. Apparently, Michael Parkinson's mum was convinced that it was all real, and she was actually frightened for him. Ooh. So he did his job. Yeah. And he does do his job yeah. very well in this, I have to say. I don't want to get too heavily into... Satanism? Oh, I'm all, I'm all up for that. Um, the the yeah. controversy that came afterwards, but uh, there was a teenager that apparently committed suicide five days after watching the show. I mean... He linked it to this saying that he wanted to, to, to be with the ghosts or something along those lines. Uh, yeah, all right. 
I mean, it happened. It's a fact. It did happen. That's like that's yeah. That's like eating a bacon body, then two months having a heart attack and going, "Oh, it was the bacon body." It, it is it. a bit like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, this follows a long history of of shows on TV and on the radio that have fooled the public. I suppose the most famous one is the 1938 War of the Worlds with Orson Welles, which everyone talks about, don't they? Yeah, and that was that was a big deal. And then there's that that other show that fooled people, Mrs. Brown's Boys, because people think it's a comedy. There's a lot of gullible people out there, Colin. There really is. There yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the presenters originally considered for the show was Blue Peter presenter Yvette Fielding. Instead of Instead Sarah, of Sarah Green. Green. Um, but apparently she was warned off the show in case it hurt her career. And then 10 years later, ironically, she went on to host the quote-unquote real paranormal series Most Haunted. Yeah, It's not real, Colin, is it? Uh, of course it's not. <laughs> You think this would have hurt her career? I don't think it would have done, would it? Didn't hurt Sarah Green's career. No, I don't. No, didn't hurt Sarah Green's. No. no. Mm. On with the show. So we kind of begin. It, it, there's there's two parts to it. There's a studio base, and then there's the house that it's mm -hmm. set out, right? And the house consists of uh, a, a a woman, mother, and two yeah. kids. Yeah. Husband, I guess he left because of. What's going he on? He doesn't really go into it. He's just referred to as the ex-husband, and he's not around anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so although we do have to talk about some of his personal habits, hobbies that he has in a bit. There, there is a certain there. phrase that he used quite a lot in this uh, movie. <laughs> we have we to will. talk about that, and we will. Um, so we get Craig Charles. Now, I'd forgotten that Craig Charles was in this. So had I until he popped up. He's good, though, isn't he? Well, he's just... Play, he's playing the, the sceptical asshole character, isn't he? Or as we like to call it, me. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah but no, I, I thought he was, he was good, you know. As you said, as we mentioned earlier, and we'll, we'll talk about it, the TV presenters, apart from one... Let's do it now. Okay. Let's talk about it now. The TV presenters are better than the actors at making it look natural. The the only one that I would say struggles a little bit is Mike Smith. I don't think he's as comfortable doing it as, as the others are. I didn't have a problem with him. And you've got to remember, he's the only one that is supposed to have an emotional Connection. attachment. Because you've got to remember that in real life, Sarah Green is his wife. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to deal with that side of it, which is not normally what he does as a presenter. But I, 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 I did think that particularly... Sarah Green and Michael Parkinson were excellent in this. Yeah. Now, Sarah Green has acting background. Oh, tell me. No, she, she trained as an actor. Oh, did she? All right, originally. okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the actor playing the Doctor is clearly acting. All the char characters, quote-unquote characters in this, that are, that are played by actors, are clearly acting. And is it because we're so used to films and tv production that we can recognize acting or is it just there's something odd about it i don't know it felt a bit amdram you know people's reactions were just either a little bit over exaggerated or you know they, they were trying to do the 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 natural way of speaking when they're having conversations and they were throwing little idiosyncrasies into the way that they talk which were clearly they they're pl placing them there it didn't feel natural. Yeah, but on the other hand, all the presenters felt completely natural. Do you think that's because they were just doing what they would be doing anyway? I don't know, because even... Uh, 
it pointed out that Sarah Green, she she keeps touching her ear mm-hmm. for an earpiece. In in real presenting, they're told never to do mm-hmm. that because they're told not to draw attention to the fact that somebody's talking in yeah. their ear. So she had to make a conscious decision to do that so that the audience would know that she's listening to somebody. Yeah. So she's acting. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. And Michael Parkinson has, has got prior of playing himself before anyway, and I think he played himself in a <clears throat> Vincent Price horror movie in the seventies. Oh, yeah. did he? He interviewed him. I think it's the the one where Vincent Price is playing an actor who's killing people, mm-hmm. and he, he 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 gets interviewed on a chat show by Michael Parkinson. And he's, and he's also appeared in a very good theatre production by the esteemed theatre writer Ernie Wise. You know, one of those, you know, Markham and Wise shows where he pretends to do a... I have to dig that out. It's probably on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, I mm-hmm. would think so. But, um, yeah, um, the presenters, for the most part, I found totally believable. And this opening segment is very well put together. Um, coming as someone who's seen a lot of this, quote-unquote, real haunting footage in the past it, it yeah. looks the same almost like the other stuff's fake as well oh who the <laughs> funk it what did you think i did like the um the fairly cheap bbc music that they use over the top of the show as well oh you did it felt well it just felt it made it feel, feel even more real because it felt like something that would have been on tv yeah. at that time anyway like um uh they just used uh catalog music yeah that kind of thing which they often do for documentaries and mm-hmm. for you know chat shows and yeah. things like casio that. keyboard game show type theme tune music but with a bit of a spooky edge to it oh so he's put the wobble button on. yeah <laughs> fair enough so they, they set up the scene uh there's a outside broadcast and sarah green is going to spend the night in the house mm-hmm. and they're just going to wait and see if something happens basically that's right um yeah, and Craig Charles is outside, and he's going to talk to people in the street. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of people in that street as well. Well, you would have a giant BBC outside broadcast <laughs> I suppose. the street. Looks bloody cold. I though. mean, I yeah, it does. Mm. It does I remember when Martin Scorsese was filming in the neighbourhood? It's like hordes of people. <laughs> no, let's just say you're, you're you're talking about when you moved to New York, not like when we lived in Wigan, right? Oh, no, Marty Scorsese, he filmed in Wigan. Did he? Oh. Did you not know? Goodfellas. That's at Wigan Pier. <laughs> I must you have, know I, that? I must have missed the scene saying Kit Green. I didn't. I never saw that one. In, in one of working man's clothes. That's right. Yeah, he... think, it, it's amazing what they did with the dressing because it looks like a massive, like, nice restaurant. But really, it's just gnarly all working men's club. <laughs> Everybody's dubbed because in reality, they're all going, Hi, lad. <laughs> e by <Ek. laughs> Yeah, and then they had to redo it all. Cost a fortune. I don't know why they just didn't film it where they're supposed to. It made more sense, wouldn't it? It would. But, you know, that's that's film for you. It's all a lie. That's true. Speaking, speaking of uh, set dressing, I did like um, uh, the the set of the studio, um, particularly the mantelpiece with all the, the skulls. And in that picture of a ghost, which is just a sheet with eyes cut in it. On, that's what they are, isn't Yeah, it? I suppose. It did remind me of my house between the first and the thirty first of October, though. This is what you'll you'll see if you if you if you stayed at my house. Yeah. Just lots of white sheets on on your head. Lots of white sheets on my head. Yes. Burning crosses. <laughs> hey, what? No. Who <laughs> <laughs> the guy am? Uh, <laughs> um, 
what was with the the weird off camera line that um uh, when they cut to Craig Charles doesn't he say something like I'm taking the Valium he does and I looked it up it's in the script is it really that's a shame that's a shame I I the way he delivered it, I thought, what's what's up with him? Why is he... That's a weird thing to ad-lib. And then I looked at it, it was like, oh, it's in the script. Because he does it a few times, doesn't he? Where they'll cut to him and he'll be, like, messing about or... But I suppose if yeah. it's, that's all scripted, that's just his character, the character that he's playing of himself, that version of himself that he's playing. Yeah. yeah. He's the one that's not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. The, the money was clearly spent on that opaque wall in the, that covered the phone room in the studio as well, that they could... When they shone the light on it, it suddenly turned, and you could see through it and see all the people. That was a nice, that yeah. was a, a nice little touch there. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, good special effect. It was in the house. There's every room has a video camera installed. Mm-hmm. So, man after your own heart, pal. Look, 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 look. I'm no Chuck Berry, all right. That's what I'm saying. You've n- you've never thrown a hat in your life. That's right, or anything else. <laughs> And then we're showing a thermal camera. Yes, might come in handy later. Which I thought was just a, you know, stupid visual effect thing, but is actually a thermal camera. It's real. It's a real one that they used. They did. It wasn't like just a yes. put-up job. No, no, it's oh, an right, actual okay. thermal camera. Because we, I completely forgotten about the thermal camera until right at the very end because they they don't use it until that last few yeah, till the last shots of the, the end of the movie. Yeah. 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 You always forget your thermals until it's too late. That's true. Tell me about it. There was a line where they were talking about, um, I think the, the mum is talking to Sarah, Sarah Green about the, the problems that she'd been having with the ghost in the house. Yeah. And she says, uh, stains get on the clothes from nowhere. Uh, I've got that same problem, Colin. I don't know where my stains come from either. Do you? No, no, not a clue. Oh, wait, it's a pier. We could have a guess if we drilled down and think about it. I'm, uh, yeah, but when am I ever? When, why would I do that? Yeah, don't do don't, that. No, no, no. Pa, I did like the way that Parky just shuts down the uh, Doctor Lynn Pascoe, doesn't he? He does it quite a lot in this. But she's talking about yeah, things, he and he just tells he basically just tells her to shut up, doesn't he? At one point. <laughs> yeah, it's the eighties. Well, it weren't. It was nineties. Forget I said that. Cut that out. <laughs> Felt like the eighties, though. Didn't it? Yeah. Actually, you know, that's another point. It did feel like the 80s. I was surprised to realise when it was made. I thought it was made much earlier. In my mind, I thought this was the 80s. I always thought yeah. this came out in the 80s. Yeah, but it wasn't. Mm, it's weird. So were we still at school when this came out? Well, well let's do some... So, 74, 84, we were 10. Mm-hmm. 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90. No, we were 17, so we were at college. Really? I mean, in my head, I was at school. Yeah. I should... totally think I was at school. You... No, we must have been at college. It's like you said before, time's a weird thing, isn't it? When you try and put it all together. Yeah, yeah we've discussed, like, you know, when we try and compare, like, what we got for Christmas mm-hmm. and how long we had it for. We think it's years and years and years. And then you're like, wait, no, it couldn't have been. Yeah, it's all strange. Would you say it's spooky? No. Didn't think so. There's kind of a, a weird, slightly passive-aggressive domestic situation going on as well, isn't there, between Mike Smith and Sarah Green in this? She, when she complains about being stuck out in the cold and he's just kind of laughing at her. And she, she plays yeah. it like she's like laughing really for the cameras, but really she's like, yeah, all right, you're an arsehole. She's going to have words later. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. You, you'd like to be told off by Sarah Green, wouldn't you? Well, well I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> all right, we'll leave it there on the floor. Well, we all like Sarah Green. Don't we do, let's it. admit it, yeah. She turned up on an episode of um, uh, that that game show that's on BBC Two that that guy presents, you know, the really tall guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. House of Games. Can't House be of Michael Games. Barrymore because he's not really in. No, it's not him. Definitely not him. Uh, House, of, House Games. of Games. Yeah, she was on one of those a few a few uh, weeks ago. Yeah, did you enjoy it? I did indeed. Mm. She was she she was good. I think she won actually. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet. Um, <laughs> we don't see this guy very often, but I thought he was one of the best characters in it. We meet Alan. Is it Demescu? Yeah. Who is the head of the psychical research? So, what I wanted to ask you, Colin, is mm. what do you know about psychical research? Oh, quite a lot. I mean, they have two wheels and a frame, and you pedal them. And no matter what anybody says, a rally boxer is better than a grifter. That's what you meant, right? N- no, no, no. It's sci- psychical research, not not cycle research. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you said bicycle research. No, 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 no. Yeah, Psycho. paranormal, spooky, woo, that kind of research. I know nothing about that. doesn't exist. <laughs> there's a, there's, I'm, I'm sensing there's a wall here, Colin. What are you, a mime? <laughs> I did do that then with my hands, didn't I? <laughs> you did, yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't work on a podcast, but, you know. No, not really. <laughs> you can tell this guy knows his stuff, though, because he's got a ponytail and he's got a wax jacket on, so he's serious. Oh, I like a wax jacket. I know you do, so do I. I remember that wax jacket. Oh, yeah, I remember that wax jacket you used to wear at school. You used to think you were Rick Deckard from Blade Runner when you walked around. I remember that I one. can safely say at no point in my life did I think I was Rick Deckard <laughs> from Blade Runner. I absolutely guarantee that was not a thought that ever crossed my mind. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about that. Amos from Everdell <laughs> Fab, maybe. <laughs> Well, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I can see the resemblance there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Prop, propping up the wool pack. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to go in there. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? You'd never leave. <clears throat> well, is it, as they said in bottom that episode, they'd never pay for any drinks. That's true. Yeah, perfect. It's a dream pub. It is. It is. But uh, you've got to say, you know, if you're if you're going to talk to a man in a wax jacket, he knows his stuff. You'd feel comfortable mm-hmm. and confident that this guy knows what he's talking about, wouldn't you? You'd like to be cradled in his arms. Well, I wouldn't go that far, no. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I'm, what I'm inferring from what you're saying. <clears throat> no, 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 I, I wouldn't go that far. So when Sarah Green's talking, I don't know if you noticed this, but when she's talking to the Chris Miller guy, I think he's the camera guy, she spins it round yes. on him, doesn't she? It was a very shifty dude looking. Um, he was leaning against the van, just stirring into the camera. Those wheels are going at some point. That's what he was waiting for. <laughs> well, this is another thing about this. How many times did he mention like crime in the in that neighbourhood? Where where the hell are they living? <laughs> they talk about people being knifed later. Are, are they in London? Are they meant to be in London, or is it like somewhere up north? I don't know. It's a suburb because the accents are all over the place. Yeah. But they just keep talking about people being knifed and how crime is terrible. It's like, where are we? Maybe that's why they have that shot of that uh, of a shifty-looking guy leaning up against the van. Uh, you yeah. Know, you, uh, you notice it, so you take it in and you think, oh, he's, he looks dodgy. 
Dodgy, yeah. Mm. So they cut back to Michael Parkinson's reaction um, a lot when he's talking to the Doctor. Do you think that they kept cutting more to him because she was kind of unconvincing and a little bit wooden? I don't know, because I've, I've seen the documentary about this and there's, there's a couple of people in the documentary who sing her praises about how good she is. Yeah, I saw that documentary as well. Yeah, and I'm not buying I don't it, though. Know. You're not? No. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with her performance, but she is acting. There, there's a worse That's... one later. Oh, all right. There's a worse all one. Right. So Sarah Green goes into the house and uh, with the cameraman and the sound man. And uh, we also, a woman calls in and says she saw a figure in the footage. Yeah, so they get a little, um, well, Michael Parkinson mansplains how to use a, what does he call it? A light pen on a screen. Yes. So that they yes. can draw a line yeah. around this, yeah. this figure. Yeah, I had a light pen on my <laughs> Commodore 64. Was it, was it good? No. <laughs> Was it about as good as this? In this, in this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why, why would you want to draw on the screen on your TV? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Pointless, isn't it? Pointless. Yeah. Well, no, it had a point. Well, yeah, we would be able to draw, if be able draw, point. draw them. No, no. Um, Silly, Paul. Silly. But, but this, this figure that, that they can see um, is kind of the first time that we see uh, the ghost. And he's called Pipes, isn't he? We'll... we'll what you because they hear banging on the pipes yeah. all the time, so that's why he got that nickname. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, we get a little bit more domestic stuff between Sarah Green and Mike Smith. It keeps happening. It's nice. I like it. It's selling, selling it, it to you, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of posters of Jason Donovan on that girl's bedroom wall as well. Are you jealous? No, it made me think of the time when when um, I actually saw Jason Donovan singing in a pub in Wigan. This was long after. I mean, long after he was. Was it? Was it? Was it a performance, or was he just? No, there it was a performance. It was. A, it was at the Rock Cafe in Wigan, I think is what it was called at the time. And um, oh. he was singing to a backing track, and he was. He had a pint in his hand. He had a white T-shirt on with a curry stain down the front of his T-shirt, and he was absolutely what? hammered. And at one point, he was getting heckled by some guy in the front row, and he threw his pint over him. I mean, it sounds like the best performance <laughs> ever. It was fun. Yes. <laughs> And, and he's turned his life around in the last few years, so fair play to the guy. Yeah. But that, that's where these pictures took me, to that memory. Not your own bedroom. No, 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 no. no. What, what poster did you have on your bedroom wall? Oh, are we going to go there, are we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, I had a big poster of um, R2-D2 and C-3PO on my bedroom wall. Uh, I mean, it depends how far you're going to yeah, go back. Okay. I mean, if we're talking like the, the um, early 90s, then I, I think I had a big picture of Gillian Anderson on my wall. Oh, yes, because you're you a big X-Files fan. I was, fan. yes. You're a big crush on Gillian Anderson. I bet you probably still do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I forgot that. Yeah, yeah and, and various other things. That... Just I can just imagine it because she probably only ever did photos with David Duchovny on the other side. And I'll just imagine a rip <laughs> down the <laughs> Down the side of the puzzle, you've ripped David to company. No, away. this was a, this was a, a beautifully framed um, uh, print. Whoa, 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 whoa! You framed it. I framed it. Yeah. You were framing your so so you 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 bought this poster. or You just ripped it from a copy of Lucky. 
I think the poster was actually bought for me by um, my uh, girlfriend at the time. Your girlfriend bought your... She knows what you're going to be doing to this poster, right? <laughs> I, think it, I think it was actually my wife. <laughs> well, my wife now. But, your yeah. wife bought you a poster yeah. of Jane yeah, Hansen yeah. and said, have fun. Well, her walls were covered with pictures of uh, Bross and George Clooney, so, you know, it's only fair, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. All right, the, so the, other thing I, Anderson. the other thing I remember having on my wall um, is also, weirdly, a picture uh, of um, a reproduction poster of the movie Jake Speed. That's an odd choice. That was a very odd choice, yes. Okay. Don't ask me to explain it, because I don't think I can. But that was up there for a while. Huh. Kind of a movie that we probably do at some point on the podcast, really. Oh, I think so, <laughs> definitely, yeah. So, go on, what did you have on your walls, then? Oh, they were just white and then messages scrolled with my blood. Well, like what? Help me? No, help you. You were drawing pentagrams, obviously, because you don't believe in anything to do with the supernatural or paranormal. So you weren't, no, you weren't no, calling no. on Satan or his, his no. little minions, were you? No. No, no. His little minions. He's, he's got minions, hasn't he? I don't mean the like the the, the yellow, <laughs> the yellow things, banana and all that. I don't like bananas. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Mm. It, it, it tracks with what I know about you. So. Good. What did you think about the two uh, young actresses playing the girls? Uh, I thought they were actually really good. So did I. They were better than the grown-ups. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were they were very believable. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned that the, the so the ghost is called that they they've called him Pipes, as you said, because he bangs on the on the pipes. Mm-hmm. He's he's been banging about and being a nuisance a lot, hasn't he? I think he needs to pipe down. And thank you for listening. It, he's uh, also we'll be back. I've, I've got oh, more. No, there's more. He's, oh, he's oh, also more. strapping. He's also yeah. uh, got a disgusting look by all accounts, hasn't he? You know, he's he's He's, he's, he's tattered clothes and his face is all cut and everything. I think Pipes needs to be a, a bit cleaner. P- p- pipe cleaner. A pipe cleaner, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, brilliant. All right, I'm going, I'm going too far. I'll pipe down, all right? I'll pipe yeah. down. Yeah. No, I wish there was ghosts. I promise you that's it. <laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, so they're in the kitchen and uh, bobbing for apples because it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then Craig Charles jumps out wearing a mask. He does, and they're not very. I mean, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a kind of an asshole thing to do, isn't it? In a house well, where people are being terrified, yeah. terrified by this ghost. Well, he doesn't believe, does he? He's just like lurking around. Uh, one of the um, there's a moment where one of the, when when the the mother is telling them about um, uh, the. The girls were writing disgusted messages that, that she found really foul. And um, she just blurts out, and I was going to hit her. Yeah, child abuse. Tough times back then, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. They, didn't, they didn't have any like, naughty steps back then, did they? It was just crack across the head and that's it. <laughs> Go so real. Slap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Um... People start phoning in and say they saw a figure in one of the footage and then Parkinson mm-hmm. says he can't see it. She does that with the pen. And the doctor says human perception 
is such that the first thing that happens with an abstract shape is to see a human face, which is true because that happens to me when I look in a mirror. I think it happens to everyone, doesn't it? Well, I got an abstract face. He's <laughs> <laughs> all those angles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the mother reveals that her ex-husband used to develop photographs under the stairs and they used to call this place the glory hole the glory hole yeah alarm bells anyone about his ex-husband really <laughs> surely they knew what this meant was it a thing back then the first time oh he's looked it up the use of he's looked it up glory hole oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is an internet history search. I'll have trouble. I was going to say. I hope you cleared it. It's for a podcast, my lord. <laughs> the first time the word was used in print in this matter was 1949, and it referred to what we would yes. know as a glory. What we hole. know as a glory hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think we should explain what a glory hole is, or do you think our listeners will be men of the world and women of the world, and they'll they'll? I think our listeners are depraved enough to know what it is. Fair enough. Yeah. By the way. To show you what happens when you start searching the internet, the first documented instance of a glory hole was in 1707 in a court case known as the Trials of Thomas Vaughan and Thomas Davis in London, England, which involved the extortion of a man known in the documents only as Mr. Gilliam. Well, that's a history lesson. Yeah. Who'd, who'd have thought so much information about glory hole would uh, pop up? Who'd have thought to spend so much time looking it up? <laughs> Just exactly how much time did you spend looking into glory holes, Colin? <laughs> I've not finished. <laughs> Still looking into them. I believe you. I believe you. So, so the mother says that she got stuck in the glory hole with pipes and all the kids could hear was her banging. Yeah, I mean... Subtext going on here, do you think? <laughs> I know. Uh, there was a smell of rotten cabbages. I've had moments like that. <laughs> I'd just give the glory hole a few minutes if I were you. <laughs> well, I'd love to be the council worker that she wrote to and opening her letter and it's complaining that she needs to be moved out because she's got stuck in a glory hole with rotten cabbage smell and a ghost. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then she says, uh, after the glory hole, oh, I've seen that film, it's the sequel. <laughs> Part two, more hole. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the local newspapers call the mum the spook house mother. Wasn't that a hit for Fat Boy Slim in the late 90s? But um, sh like it. So when we start, we start getting phone calls, don't we? Yeah, we start getting some calls and Perky says, who, who do we have on the line? And a voice says, five star, why are you so crap? <laughs> it was about that time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But for anyone that doesn't know what that is, Google it. It's, it's an infamous uh, kids' TV moment from, from British TV, isn't it? Yep, yeah. it is. <laughs> so the first caller is a, is a woman called Sandra Hughes. Who's in, she's from Sussex and she's incredibly posh. Yes. Well, they all are in Sussex. Is that right? Yeah, apparently. Well, even if they listen to us. Does the people in Sussex listen to us? Maybe one or two. I don't know. You never no. know. You never know no. where there's retrospection people. Lurking, you don't, mm. you know, that sounds like a threat. Take it, I'll take it. I know you will. Yeah. What <laughs> so this woman starts talking about her own paranormal experiences with a dead boy. Uh, and then the doctor pulls out the book that she's written called Angels of the Odd, 
And oh, 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 so now we know what's going on. <laughs> He's got a book to sell. Almost like it's all made up just to sell a book. You've got to say that if there's ever been a self-published book, this is the one, right? I mean, it just looks like a fanzine, doesn't it, from, from the early 80s? It does, yeah. yeah. Which is funny because they spent so much effort on newspaper clippings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then this book is a little... Yeah. It, it, I mean, it looks rubbish. Well, it's about ghosts, so it is. As you keep telling me, yes. We, we see uh, footage of a girl channeling a ghostly voice, even though apparently she filled the girl's mouth with coloured liquid and taped it shut. Yeah. All, all good scientists do that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. She, she, and, funnily uh, enough, she just sounds like she's choking to death, though. Well, yeah, Parkinson just say, like, uh, some people may find these tapes distressing. And I thought, uh-oh, five-star again. The audio actually does sound a lot like, again, the audio from the Enfield Haunting. There's a lot of smashing, screaming, and then grunting. I thought it sounded more like you at a Weatherspoons. <laughs> Depends on the time of the night, doesn't it? You know. Any time, any night. No, no, that no. It used no. to be a catchphrase. <laughs> Is that right? You had it on a T-shirt at one point that you printed yourself, hundred of them. I gave them out. Oh yeah. Nobody ever wore them. Everybody, but, no, yeah. no, no, no. But I gave them out. Christmas presents. You got one. I did. In fact, you're wearing you're it now. It. I can see yeah, it. Right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anytime. That's good. That's good. We uh, we see pictures of a of a floating pillow and there's some broken crockery, which absolutely couldn't be faked at all. No, 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 and, and apparently they called in the army. Has the army got not got better things to do than detect how these crockery was <laughs> distorted in shape? One of the girls is girls is also getting unexplained scratches on her face as well. Ooh. Mm hmm. And this mum does love saying the word glory hole. It pops up a lot, doesn't it? Glory holes do. That's true. That's true. Train stations. There's always a few. Apparently. Uh, also. The scratches on her on her face. Mm -hmm. uh, the mother has already admitted to wanting to hit her. I'm not one to infer things or put flimsy evidence no, together. No, I, I I understand where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. I mean, it's just lucky that there's a ghost in the house. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Pin the blame on the ghost. That's right. Oh, I mean, is that what you do? <laughs> Might have been something I used when I was a kid. I don't know. So this is when we get the um, the other actor that I said is actually worse than than the one playing the other doctor, because they talk to a Dr. Silvestri in New York. And you can tell he's in New York because there's a photo pinned to the wall behind him of uh, the New York skyline. Yeah. Is that meant to be a window? I hope it's meant to be a window. <laughs> I don't know. Don't they do that anyway? Yeah, like, I don't. TV I'm... shows when some like when someone's in New York. Yeah, they, it's a view that it couldn't possibly have from where they are. But he's. Yeah. Do you he... do you think this guy is actually American? This actor. Yeah, he is. Because it's so he's fake. In, he's in Tomorrow Never Dies. Is he? Yeah, he's in. Actually, he's in a lot of American shows and films and TV. He's done a lot of work. Uh, he crops up a lot. Do you not find though that when you see American actors in British shows? Their accents always seem fake. Well, I'm I'm trying to think of Americans, and I, I yeah, but it, it's weird because I'm thinking the, the what's the actor in UFO? That's the one that I was thinking of as well. 
But he is American. Yeah. And Susie Quattro, when she's in like, you know, Midsummer Murders or something, mm-hmm. she sounds fake, but, you know, she is yeah. American. It's a weird thing. I, think, so it's not. I wonder if it's just because they're surrounded by all these British accents, it makes it seem weird. Maybe, yeah. But then I always find it weird when people, British people, like, criticize Hugh Laurie and go, no, his accent doesn't sound American. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how the fuck would you know? And I think a lot of Americans who didn't know who he was just presumed he was anyway. Thought he was American. Yeah. 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 Same with uh, uh, Tim Roth. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But but I know what you mean. It, it, it's like it's like when the British actors in like, uh, oh, what's that show we like? Stir Cops. Yes. That was, that's another one. Exactly. In mm. fact, some of those might actually be Americans now thinking mm-hmm. about it. But again, it's the same situation where it sounds fake. Yeah. They're not because they are really from the States. Yeah. I don't know. Paul. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's strange. Maybe we should write a paper about it. Maybe it's a phenomenon we've discovered. <laughs> go, go on then. Right now. The linguistical yeah. deficiencies from the British viewpoint. Right, we'll stop the we'll stop something. the podcast. We'll write the paper. Okay, right, we'll stop it now. Yeah. And we're back. Are you finished? Yep, done Good. it. Uh, then, yep, yep, turned all the colleges and schools with it. What a Pulitzer. Pulitzer didn't even know her. I think the thing that makes it worse that, that, that you've got these two um, actors who aren't very convincing is then they kind of have an argument on screen, don't they? Right. Now, I'll have to... I, I'll draw a line for you. I, I don't think it's they're not convincing. I It's that they're acting. There's a difference between not convincing and acting, I think. But surely if you can see that they're acting, then it isn't convincing. Yeah, I see your point. See so your point, but I have this issue. There's, there's different types of acting. Bob Hope, mm-hmm. good actor, but it's a specific type yeah. of acting where Bob Hope is being Bob Hope. Now, he's not being the real Bob Hope. He's being the character mm-hmm. Bob mm-hmm. Hope. But you won't get Bob Hope playing a serial killer no. in a dark noir no. because it's not that kind of acting. But I would argue that the difference, again, is the fact that it, when you see Bob Hope playing Bob Hope characters, it's convincing, even though you know he's acting. Right. You don't get mm. the feeling that he's acting. No. You get the feeling that that's yeah. Bob Hope, even though it's not yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, totally. Yes. Yes. I go hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> it won't be the first time, eh? No. 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 I've heard you not like by it. choice. Yeah. And I didn't like that series, petard, you know. <laughs> First series was okay. <laughs> Too dark. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. John Luke Petard. <laughs> it's too much data. Um, Oof. So Sarah then talks about her own ghost story. She talks about ghostly music and a vaguely racially stereotypical ghost woman from India. Mm. Marty Smith doesn't look impressed when she calls him a wuss, though, which is basically what she calls him. What well, has your wife ever called you a wuss? And if not, why not? Well, I've been called many things, Colin. I, I, like what? I can't remember it all. There's so many. Yeah, and, and the podcast is not the place to go into it. So. Oh, I think the podcast, no, I think no, no. this is what our listeners are here for. They don't really care about the TV and the film crap. Uh, well, uh, well maybe, maybe if people donate, we'll do a Patreon. <laughs> Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what was that going to work? If you, if you join our Patreon and give us whatever it is a month, Paul will talk about <clears> his... Just me listing insults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. One, one insult a dollar. 
I'll do anything for money. You will. That's true. <clears> I've heard that. Yeah. I've, I've even read it in some lavatories. I can imagine. Yeah, glory holes. No thanks for it. <laughs> so, so one of the girls goes to bed, uh, and then we get another ghost story. From... Oh, hold on. Are we only at this point? Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, we've been recording for an hour. <laughs> this is a strong one. This is. <laughs> well, my notes. I'm at the end. <laughs> So we, we get another ghost story from a man with a terrible skin condition. Uh, his face is a mass of indistinguishable blocks. He's pixelated, Colin. Oh, uh, yeah. do you know what? After this beer, I feel a bit pixelated <laughs> too. Apparently, he, suffers, he suffered from a ghost who spits on his mackerel and then shits on his door. What kind of... What, what's the point of having a ghost that does that? <laughs> I thought... Why, why can't you have a ghost that's, that does stuff that's useful well they never do do they it's always trivial things it's like they're just having a bit of a playing a game with you mm, what a boring game what a boring afterlife when he said that there was a ghost that spits on his mackerel and shits on his door i, I thought where were you in 1990 uh... <laughs> well well a bit fishy but <laughs> oh also is it is it a euphemism what spits on he his... spits on me mackerel <laughs> oh, does he <laughs> does he really <laughs> we want to take him to the glory hole. Well, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we cut back to Craig Charles, who's still being insufferable. And, and oh, oh, come on, he's fun. He's good. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's, he's, he's as a character. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. he he goes to a piece of which he describes as waste ground to talk to a woman complaining about banging. Lots of banging going on yeah. in this. So apparently, a girl went missing in the neighbourhood. Uh, a while back and there were some dead dog fetuses laying around as well yeah and then a five-year-old got knifed again with the knife crime but what has this got to do with pipes uh, yeah i mean the stuff that comes later imagine, is to do with pipes but this imagine if your pipes you're like whoa 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 hold on i'm just a ghost <laughs> pinning everything do on me don't pin this on me <laughs> the police are like hey look at all these crimes we could just pin this on this pipes guy <laughs> They do make a big deal out of the fact that he's a bit of a cross-dresser as well. Did you notice that? Yeah, very, very angry. I'm, I'm like that in the morning, put my pants on. I get f- to front. so frustrated. Yeah. Very, very cross-dresser I am. You could have been in Criss Cross in the 90s. It could have been, yeah. It was a, it was yeah. a very uh, old man reference, wasn't it? Yeah, I was kind of embarrassed, yeah, me, really, embarrassed to be myself. honest. I just went yeah. with it. So the woman then says to Craig Charles that the kids, what the kids found um made the, that they didn't sleep right for weeks and craig charles just shrugs and goes imagine not <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got he's got your uh, reactions my bedside manner <laughs> yes yes uh, he then talks to uh, a guy called arthur lacy who is apparently a train guard and also an amateur spiritualist and that he once tried to exercise the spirit from the house. Yeah, made him do a hundred meters run, three press ups. Is there such a thing as a professional spiritualist if he's an amateur one? Well, Is there a class or a course or a certificate you can do? Maybe. A professional maybe, spiritualist. But I'm kind of assuming that it's a made up thing title. There, there, oh, there are these people that say that they are, but they make it up, don't they? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, right, we, right. maybe we're wrong. Yeah. If there's any amateur. Or professional spiritualists out there, let us know. Would you want your train guard to be an amateur spiritualist? Not really, no. <laughs> Not sure I'd feel safe about that one, but, you know. 
The train's arriving at 10 a.m. I can't see it. Ah, ghost train. <laughs> to be honest with you, this Arthur Lacey guy looks more like a park flasher, doesn't he? He's got a nice Mac on. Oh, you like his Mac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 can, I can rock a Mac. Yes, yes. Many a park attendant has known that. Yes, that's true. That's true. What? Uh... <laughs> he says, uh, do you, uh, Craig asks him, do you think there is such a thing as an evil place? I'm thinking, yeah, I went to school there. <laughs> it does look a bit like that neighbourhood, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Mm. Charles then meets some trick-or-treaters, but then um, Parky cuts him off because Sarah's discovered a, a round piss stain on the living room floor. Yes, yes. They, they call that a paranormal event in this. I call it a jolly good night. And then, then the doctor tries to make her get uh, samples of it. Yeah, sniff it. Yeah. What do you want to do with these samples? Drink them. I'm <laughs> down to two pints a day of poltergeist <laughs> fluid. I genuinely thought she was going to ask her to lick it at one point. I think that's just your wishful thinking. Yeah, possibly, possibly. So then they talk to a guy called Kevin in Neath, who's very, very Welsh, isn't he? <laughs> Frighten me to buggery. <laughs> He talks about losing his cheese and pickle sandwich in a freak plate incident, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, the dirty great plate dived off. I mean, sounds like you. It does sound a bit like me. It's happened to me a few times. I lost me Branston. Well, I mean, you'd be like, oh, I was just in the shower with a beer in one and then suddenly I was on the floor surrounded by empties. <laughs> it, it can happen. Ghosts, I'm telling you, they're everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Well, they should be, technically, because there's more dead people than alive people. And if you take a city like London that's seen so much horror and, and, and miscarriages of justice and strife and, oh, just evil, there should be ghosts everywhere. Except, no, they're always in some one-off rural area. Or they're usually in a house with somebody who has a large mortgage and needs some sad saps to pay for a night to sleep on the floor. You can get off your soapbox now. <laughs> Oh, hold on. No, it's comfortable up here. I like it. I like the splinters. And, and so ne next time on Retrospection Speaker's Corner, Colin will be uh, discussing the environment. It's a bit rainy. Yeah, that'd be a short episode, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. It would be. I did like that Michael Parkinson just thinks that this uh, Kevin from Neath, he's, he's just drunk. He treats him like yeah, he's had a few, hasn't he? Can we stop? Doesn't he actually yeah. say, can we stop taking calls? Because these are getting a bit yeah, silly. He doesn't he just give up. So Sarah then hears some scratching and noises in the bedroom and the kids come in screaming because pipes starts to bang about, a bit more banging going on. Yeah. And Sarah finds some weird kids' drawings just laying around, which they say they didn't do. Yes, they're on the floor, right? Yeah. And we get like a weird, we get, well, we get the old chestnut of a cat leaping out and startling her, don't we? we but then... Yeah. Um, as the cameraman pans up, we see pipes reflected in the patio doors. We do, and I did not see that until I watched the documentary. Did you not? Nope. There are lots of instances where you can see him, if you look. The, 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 yes, in reflections yeah. and things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that you just don't see when you watch it the yeah. first time. Yeah, which is, which is good. Yep. So the banging starts again, but the kids are still in their beds. Are they? We see someone that looks like Suzanne banging on the pipes. It's a very well put together sequence, this whole thing, the way it all starts to escalate as well. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's very well directed mm -hmm. and edited. The whole show mm -hmm. is. And doesn't 
Parkinson then tried to intimidate the little girl into admitting that it's all a hoax, but she's insisting that she's that she's only faked it sometimes. Yeah, because there's when the camera pans around, you see her banging. She's, she's banging, banging on the banging. on the pipes, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Again, this whole thing about about one of the girls possibly faking it, but then saying that she wasn't faking it all the time is also straight from the Enfield haunting as well. That happened at that as well. Ah, is it? Michael Parkinson then gets all Yorkshireman on the mum as well, doesn't he? He's kind of like hassling her about it. Yeah, because he's just like, oh, she's just been fooling you. Yeah, and then Doctor Sylvester in New York, he's he's really happy, you know, that he's. He was right all along. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, Dr. Pascal says it's it's sympathetic sim, magic. She's just reeling off any old it's shit just, she can think of at this point, isn't she? It's true, but sympathetic magic was my favourite band of the 70s. Were they prog? Of course. Yeah, oh yeah, they had to be, didn't they? They had to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 25 minutes. Per track song. one. Yeah, track one. Side A. Side A. <laughs> <laughs> Turn over for side B. Well, no, it's like tubular bells, or no one ever played side B. That's true. So while everyone now thinks that this story is a load of old gubbins, the listeners yeah. are still phoning in about the shadowy figure that they can see on the screen occasionally. Yep, yep. And we get another true ghost story from uh, a girl called Laura. Shadows at the end of the bed, and, and then the VT breaks down completely. Ooh, yeah. And I, I did like the shot of Michael Parkinson telling a random floor person to get his ass out of the camera shot. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's those little touches that, that, that just that just make this, I think, that help sell it as, as, as a real thing. Yeah, it does. And in the documentary, the director talks about how they had a BBC executive that day and he, the, the executive didn't understand what was going on and was just like, why are they making all these mistakes? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they wouldn't do that normally, would they? No. Because you know, Michael Parkinson was a consummate professional. And also, floor people don't just blunder into yeah. shop, usually. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that, that you know, the, at that point, probably even still now, you know, the... Uh, BBC floor people and B- the camera crews and people like that are probably some of the best in the business. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. <clears throat> and we get another phone call from a listener whose husband broke a table and blames Michael Parkinson for it for some reason. He did it. He did it with his little finger, apparently. Apparently so. Yes. And, and he's like, "Who's your husband, Bruce Lee?" <laughs> and she says her kids are getting all stressed. And doesn't he just say to her? Well, it's past watershed. They shouldn't be up anyway. <laughs> Get them to bed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is watershed still a thing? No. It used to be 9 p.m. 9 p.m., right? yeah. yeah. The rules that after 9 p.m., the rules about TV, you could have more violence? Yeah, and on Channel 4, Six? Channel 4, if you at the weekend, if you wait until 11 p.m., you got the little red triangle in the corner. Oh. What was... Do you remember that? <laughs> that was like a... It didn't last for long, no. but they would actually put a red triangle in the corner to suggest mm-hmm. that you were going to see something. No, how often did you sit there watching, waiting for something, many, anything, a boob, yeah. just one, just one boob? M- many a Friday night, I was sucking into watching some avant-garde French movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. What were you sucking? No, no, no. Suckered into. Oh, sorry. Watching some avant-garde French movie from 1972 that. <laughs> I didn't have a clue what was going yep. on. <laughs> nope. 
And and you didn't see anything. Didn't see anything. No. Absolutely, a clever ploy to get you to watch stuff that you would normally never ever watch. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Whoever thought of that was a genius. Yep. So Parkinson then tries to reassure the audience, and we get some more video of the doctor describing what Pipes looks like, and he's kind of a mm-hmm. cross-dressing East End thug by the sound of it, isn't he? Yeah, because. The people calling in are saying they're seeing a figure that matches her description, mm-hmm. but they couldn't know what that description is because it's not being revealed at this that's point. That's right. That's right. Uh, and in the house, there's some very unconvincing sounds of cats manifesting all around the place. Yeah, they're unconvincing, but isn't they supposed to be unconvincing because it's not really cats? I guess so, because it's, it's the pipes, supernatural. Pipes, the supernatural cats. Supernatural cats, yes. And supernatural cats don't sound like normal cats. Do they not? No, no. What does a normal cat sound Far like? Far more aggressive. Well, you've got a cat. Squeeze it and find out. A cat squeezing? No. Cute. Yeah. But you know what your cat sounds I like. I do. So what does a, actually, I suppose the, the better question is, what does a supernatural cat sound like? Uh, like the ones on that show. I knew you were going to say that. You're not getting me to do an impression of a supernatural cat. I, I was hoping, but it, it's not happening, is it? No, 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 because no, it just sounds weird. Well, that's the point, isn't it? It's supernatural. It's going to sound weird. All right, all right. Now, now you're milking it now. Now you're milking it now. I'm milking it? Yeah. You don't milk your cats. <laughs> Robert De Niro's in. <laughs> The older girl gets scratches all over her face, and Michael Parkinson is still. This is all a bunch of old bollocks, isn't it? He's not having it at all, is he? No, he's not. Oh. No. Which is very clever, considering what's going to come in literally about five or ten minutes. Right. Sarah Green at this point is really doing a good job of selling the fact that she's freaking out at this point, isn't she? And she sees the she's figure a... behind the door in the bathroom. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. There's nobody there when the camera whips around. There's nobody there. Dr. Pascoe suggests that both children are involved in in tandem. I told you it was bicycle research. Speaking of which, the the, uh, the cyclical research guy. Bicycle research. That's the guy. Don't yeah. use the correct term. He's, uh, he's still not made a reappearance yet. We no. do see him one more time, but... Uh... Yeah. So in the studio... Michael Parkinson gets the doctor to admit that she's completely confused about what's going on at this point, which is when she starts blurting out anything, doesn't she? Yes. And we get another phone call from a woman, even though Michael Parkinson asked them to close the lines, but they're still coming in. Well, they don't listen to him. They don't. And this is a woman who used to... She, well, she's talking about a woman who used to drown children. And possibly lived in that family home. And Michael Parkinson just reacts by saying, well, parents do do some daft things, don't they? I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, yeah. And, and as daft things go, murdering children is probably up there, I would imagine. It's up, yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much top of the list. <clears throat> yeah. And they make the decision to take the kids out of the house. But Pipes doesn't want them to go. No. More calls keep coming in, and we hear about clocks stopping in people's houses. Uh, a microwave breaks down. I must have a ghost, because that breaks down all the time. 
I'll, I'll give Mike Smith his due at this point. He's doing his best to sell all this. I think he's doing a fine job. I don't know why you hate Mike Smith. I don't so hate much. him. I'm just saying he's the weakest you link of all Clearly, the you You've started this whole thing with an agenda against Smithy. I would never speak ill of the dead in that way. Well, that, that's not true. You have in the past by many people. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not talking about those people. We're talking about Mike Smith. And he's an institution. No. He's one of the few good ones left. Well, I mean, he's not left, but you know what I mean. He's he's not tarnished, yeah, no. if you gather my drift. The feed from the house starts to get a bit patchy and the kids won't leave. There's more banging and a picture flies off the wall. And then the oldest girl starts to speak in a strange supernatural voice. Hello! <laughs> oh, ghost! I've been haunted down in the basement for hours, days, years. Ooh. In your glory hole. In my glory hole. Mm. been... Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> want to know what you've been doing in your glory <laughs> not, not with that voice, anyway. Very disturbing. Uh, Sarah Green can't find the youngest girl. She seems to have disappeared. And then everything in the kitchen goes crazy. Water starts overflowing. The girl's toys floating in the sink with its eyes missing. Yeah, she's waterboarding a rabbit, right? She seems to be. And then Sarah yeah. finds the youngest girl hiding behind the fridge door. And then we get some more cat noises coming in stronger from the glory hole. I would just like to point out that there was a film recently where the person hides behind a fridge door. And just Yeah, no one gets out alive. Is that what it's called? No. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. No, I, I'm laughing, but I can't remember either. It's gone from my head. No one can save you. That's the one, yes. Yes, it is very similar, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that bit. Oh, that yeah, one little just bit. That little just bit. that one little yeah, bit. Yeah, one little bit. <laughs> so as I said, there's some pussies in the in the glory hole. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me. Don't. <laughs> I've run out of drink. If I could, I'd drink it all. You, you knew it was coming. You always do with a glory hole. You do. Well, you can't, you can't avoid it, really, can you? They slowly open the glory hole. And we get another quick glimpse of pipes before the sound guy collapses. He does, and then cuts his head on glass. He does. I think he hits the picture that's on the wall, doesn't he? Ah, okay, yeah. One of the girls screams that he's hurting her, and we lose the link to the house completely at this point. Oh. It did amuse me that while we, when we lose the link to the house, we kind of hear Mike Smith and Michael Parkinson, and Parkinson frantically stressing over what's going on. But then we cut to Craig Charles yes. outside talking to the cycle research guy. And he couldn't give a shit, could he? <laughs> well, I assume like they couldn't hear what was going on. They'd lost the connection. I think that's the implication. Yeah. So the idea is that Craig, to, to him and Craig Charles, nothing has happened. It's been a waste of time. So he's just like filling her now. I, I thought he was about to suggest that they go for a pint or something this guy the way he was talking yeah, to him. that's a good idea mm. and isn't he kind of annoyed when he realizes that he that they were on earth yes because nobody told him nobody so told he's him. like yeah he starts making fun of the bbc yeah yeah that was a nice touch yeah and then then when he thinks he's not on there he pushes those kids away yeah he just manhandles this kid out of the shot doesn't he because yeah. yeah. <laughs> he thinks we're done uh but suddenly we get the feedback from the house and weirdly Everything looks normal. Yeah, they're just sitting there like 
at the mm -hmm. table. Although the, obviously the sound guy's not there. Yeah, and, and Mike Mike Smith is kind of looking at it a little bit. He's a bit dubious about what's going on, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, because it's sudden <laughs> a sudden change to what's been happening. That's right. So they take another call, and we get a man talking about. Um, this is where we get the big exposition about pipes, isn't it? He's talking about. Dude, we, we, we get a call from Barry, and Barry says, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. What I do have are a very particular set of skills, skills I have acquired over a very long career, skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. You let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you, and I will kill you. You're through to uh, Ghostwatch? Oh, uh, sorry. I thought I was, I was on another line. Uh, 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 goats! Whew! No, 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 no. Ghosts. Ghosts. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, scary, isn't they? Bit. Yeah. Bye! Bye! So, th this guy, Barry, let's call him, he, um... You apparently used to sublet a room, or no, the tenants of the of the house used to sublet a room to a guy who was a convicted child molester. Mm. Taking a dark turn, isn't it? Yes. And apparent apparently he had a woman inside him. He said, "Wait, what?" This this guy pipes. He had a woman inside mm. him, telling him to do these evil things, and eventually ah. he killed himself under the stairs. In the glory hole. Death by glory hole. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, and of course, uh, abduction of minors, that'll explain why he likes being down under the stairs. That's right. The he likes the dark, the enclosed area. Dark. Yeah. 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 The manly smell. Yeah. Minors. Uh, and the cat's at him, apparently. That, do cats do that? Well, I suppose if they're hungry enough, they'll eat anything, won't they? Do your cat will eat you one day? He'd have a munch. Would he? Yeah. Have a gobble. He, he'd, he'd, he'd have some good eats. He'd, be, he'd live up for a while on me, wouldn't he? He certainly yeah. was. Certainly yeah. a bit fatty, but yeah, yeah you give it a go. We all, we all like a hot dog occasionally, don't we? And yeah, and a chipotle. Little, little, little sausage. That's what? Occasionally. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You know, he'd learn his cooking skills from me, so he'd be all right. Yeah, he'd, what, he's just going to burn it to death? <laughs> I came up in a conversation the other day. Um, really? Like three years yeah, later? Yeah, it still gets brought up. Does it? I'm sorry. It's fine, don't worry. You're still alive. Although I do have issues. You're blaming that on me, are you now? <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Parkinson still thinks that it's all um, just a bunch of nonsense, and he starts to argue mm -hmm. with the doctor again. Yep. But suddenly, the doctor realises that the feed from the house isn't live the ghost is in the machine Ooh. it does a good editing job as well it starts to put clips it, together it is very, it? yeah it, it's pretty good yeah i'd hire yeah her. definitely or her oh yeah i guess her. it's a him and a her isn't it yeah. yeah it's true suddenly wind blows through the studio outside the house as the kids are taken out I don't mean taken out, they're not shot. <laughs> snipers on the, uh, <laughs> behind the other walls and the outside of the houses to shoot it. I know this going back batshit crazy at the end, but it's not that crazy, is it? <laughs> no, no. A helicopter doesn't mysteriously suddenly appear. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll let it go, all right. But Suzanne and Sarah have disappeared. And we cut to a shot from inside the house using that thermal camera that we mentioned right at the start of the show. Finally. It's like it's like a Bond gadget that you were just waiting to be used. It is, it is. And Sarah's looking for everyone in the house. Uh, and then it all kicks off. There's wind in the house, things crashing, lights in the studio start exploding. Sarah then gets dragged into a bedroom and the door slams shut. Where were you on the night, Colin? That's what I want to know. Uh, totally innocent. All right. Uh, the studio lights start to fail and we hear and see Michael Parkinson just wandering around in the dark just as cats start to wail. And Michael Parkinson starts to read a nursery rhyme in a chilling voice. Round and round the garden like a teddy bear. One step, two step, tickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that one. <laughs> no. Actually, there is that line, though. That line does appear. It does. It does. Yes, ah. you're right. And the screen cuts to black. Hmm. And that is the end of Ghostwatch. Wow. What an ending. It's an epic. It's an epic, isn't it? It is. But, Paul, even though it ends in an epic, what did you think of Ghostwatch? So, like I said at the start, I remember watching this when it first aired. And even though I knew it was a drama, I wasn't one of the people that thought it was real. And some of the performances were a bit iffy. I so wanted it to be real. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you would. I would, yes. Hmm. There is a bit of an embarrassment factor at Ooh, first. It, it's it's trying to it's seeing people like Mike Smith trying to act. But once the story gets going, you get sucked in and you forget all about that. It's literally like the first ten minutes. You feel a little bit. It's like watching Alexi Sale in Doctor Who. You know, where you're kind of like going, ooh, this, this feels a bit wrong. Mm. Okay. But I got over it. I got over it. Sarah Green and Michael Parkinson are genuinely, genuinely good in it. Particularly Sarah Green, who arguably has the hardest things to sell in it. Yes. A lot of it's on yeah. her, isn't it? She's got to sell oh, yeah, the fact totally. that she's starting to freak out at the things that she's yeah. seen that we don't even see sometimes. Yeah. Some of the cast playing the real people are a bit on the stagey side, as we said. Yeah. But when that paranormal stuff kicks off, it's pretty gripping and intense stuff. There's nothing new in this. If, you, if, you, if you're familiar, into, if you're into horror or, quote, true paranormal stories, unquote, um, you've seen it all before. Even, even, even then, I would say. Thinking about 92, say, yeah? Yeah. Okay. But having said that, I would take this kind of thing over the current crop of Hollywood jump scare horror films any day. Mm. Uh, and you really have to give credit where credit's due for the BBC even attempting something like this. They never get this out today. I think the only reason they attempted it back then was the people in charge didn't know what it was. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And, and the closest thing that we get to it, we've had to it today, is when Inside Number Nine have done those weird episodes where they fooled you into thinking something's going on. But I would say those are not as successful as this. No, because you, you're primed, aren't you? Not that, to say anything bad about Inside no. Number Nine, because I love it. Me too, me too. 
Yep, yep. It's a great show. Yep. But um, yeah, you wouldn't get this today. Not not at this level, I don't think. So is it a hit? I think also because we're so jaded and we've seen everything that it's hard to actually achieve this kind of effect now. Absolutely. And and I'm more of the horror guy than you are. Um, mm, you're much more horrible than that's me. That's true. Yeah. It's been said. Um, and I haven't seen anything that's worked as well as this in the last 10 years, I would say. Mm -hmm. So is it a hit? For me, yes, it is a hit. I'm still, having said all that, I'm still baffled how it created such a shitstorm back in the day, all the backlash against it. That baffles me, but but yeah, it's a hit. I like it. Yeah. What about you? Well, I, I didn't, I, I went into this thinking, oh, this is, this is going to be cheesy. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of cheese, so much fromage. I might have to. I'll be lactose intolerant by the end of it. And I got absolutely none of that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I didn't find it cheesy at all. Not even uh, to begin with, like I said, like the first 10 nope. minutes. No, oh, nope. right, okay. totally not. Nope, nope. Um, I don't understand why Sarah Green didn't do more stuff after this. Absolutely. In, in that kind of vein, more acting yeah, performances. Definitely. Um, like you, the only downside for me was some of the actors were very actorly mm -hmm. they were performances but the presenters were great and watching it and i'm i'm the skeptic of the two of us you know i actually felt levels of of being uncomfortable while watching it Whoa, okay that surprises me you no know, it, it it affected me in the way that it was supposed to and it wasn't just the fact that your underpants were too tight that day no, no, I, I hadn't eaten all morning. It was fine. Okay, that's good. I thought it was very well edited, directed, and I liked the way that they introduced the idea that it was one of the daughters might have been causing mm -hmm. it and that it was all fake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they pull the rug from under yeah. you. Mm -hmm. No, I thought it was excellent. Another win for both of us. Yes, absolutely. And I officially say it's a hit. Fantastic. Well, there we go. Another hit. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our patron supporters. Hey, i got to say, have you noticed, maybe it's different in your country from mine, a lot of podcasts these days, so many adverts. Yes, there are. There are a lot of adverts. But we're advert-free so far. We are mm -hmm. so far. But, you know, somehow we need to keep things going. So if you want to be a patron supporter, feel free. <laughs> by donating us money and keep us advert free and keep Paul rolling in beer. Please. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening and don't forget to download us next time for another episode of Retrospection. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>